to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. And here at the podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests into my studio to have an in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. But first, an order of business. Uh, <laughs> if you've listened to any recent episodes, you will know that I've recently started a Patreon. I just want to direct everyone over there right off the bat because uh, I'm really excited to be offering fun uh, bonus content, content to everybody, uh, and that is in the form of solo mini-episodes about my pro-doming life and also my personal life as a polyamorous bisexual person. So if you are interested in either of those things and like the sound of my voice um, and you want to, you know, support the artists that you perhaps have been listening to for the past, like, three three and a half years, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash the bedpost show. So without further ado, I uh, am going to introduce my lovely, lovely guest that I have here today coming in all the way from Guelph, Ontario. What a time. I don't tell people I'm from Guelph. That's big secrets. Oh, I can also crop that out <laughs> if necessary. Um, I have, okay, she is a sex educator. She is a YouTube fucking sensation. <laughs> She's a sex researcher. Uh, please welcome to the mic, Eva from What's My Body Doing? Thank you so much for having me. Oh I'm very excited to have you here. Yay. I've been a, a long time follower, follower of yours, and I've been recently binging your YouTube channel like crazy. Oh, so flattered. Love so it. very excited to have you here. Uh, why don't you just, uh, to kind of introduce the, the listening audience to yourself, mm-hmm. just kind of tell a little bit about yourself, maybe kind of how you started on this track perhaps yeah yeah um yeah so my name's Eva I have the YouTube channel what's my body doing which I've been running for I think two and a half years congratulations thank you um I started on the path to sex education during my undergrad when I did a project on the history of the science of the birth control pill Ooh. yeah Very and that was yeah really like social influences political influences shaping our understanding of sexuality but yeah, the YouTube channel is basically a big subtweet at my ex-boyfriend, though, so... <laughs> How so? Um, oh man, don't want to roast him so hard. <laughs> but basically, let's just say that, like, talking to my younger self, maybe, oh, and, like, yes. sharing information I wished she had known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we were so dumb. <laughs> I mean, yeah, lack of sex education... Like lack of resources, lack of resources, yeah. Mm-hmm. No internets. I don't know how you old you are, but I didn't have like valid sex research, you know, at my fingertips on my phone when no. I was young. So, and I didn't have a lot of you know, um, people to look up to as far as like you know, healthy, what a healthy relationship looked like, what, you know, a good sex life looked like, Mm -hmm. like anything like that. Right. It was all like, I mean, Dan Savage is fine. Uh, but you know, it was Mm -hmm. all like back of the now magazine. Yeah. (laughs) Cosmo times. Yeah. All the terrible, uh, male gaze, uh, (laughs) (laughs) magazines and publications. But yeah. So yes, that you find that very, very interesting and important, mm-hmm. I understand, right? Yeah. I'm like, I learned so much about sexuality through YouTube. Yeah. Like, I am forever indebted to Lacey Green, who is now maybe not the greatest person. Um, but, like, and Sexplanations, the YouTube channel I found when I was starting my first relationship. And that, like, 
Yeah. So you were watching YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That makes perfect sense why you would want to choose that medium for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And did you find that you that those really helped you like on your journey about mm-hmm. figuring out maybe what you want or what you needed and communication and mm-hmm. helping dating relationships and whatnot? Yeah. Like yeah. explanations when I was first exploring my sexuality taught me about like bodies and like how does your body actually change when you get aroused and like communication skills like what are want will won't lists and like yeah all, all sorts of stuff that was like super based in like curiosity and very like shame free yeah was yeah. amazing did you learn anything at all in school because <laughs> i sure fucking did not no um <laughs> the story that i tell is my health teacher was away during like doing sports things during the health unit that's what i remember so i remember a substitute teacher like slapping down on our desk like diagrams of the penis for us to label that's what i remember from sex ed thanks (laughs) thanks school right real helpful Uh, so you found yourself needing more Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. were were there any other other any other places that you looked to kind of find research about Mm -hmm. that kind of that kind of thing? Ooh, find research or find, like, resources? Uh, both. <laughs> um, I didn't find out about sex research until my undergrad. Okay. And I was like, well, people actually study this? Like, you could do this? There are people dedicating their lives to, like, asking people about, like, their masturbation habits and, like, how they communicate sexually. I'm yeah. like, that's great. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And you are. Here we are. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. How, because you're in like, you're an academic. You are a sexual academic. Mm-hmm. Academia. <laughs> oh, wild times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> woo. Uh, but yeah, I'm in the second year of my master's, mm-hmm. which means that, yeah, I'm working on my thesis, analyzing my results, writing them up. Thesis is on sexting, which is always a great like opening line on dating apps. <laughs> People love that. I bet. I'm like, what? Let's talk about sexting. And I'm, I'm always up to talk about sexting. It's like an opener for dating apps. Um, but... <laughs> Even with strangers. Whatever. Honestly, yeah. It, maybe I shouldn't, but it's I do. It's that normalized for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, sex research is really awesome. It's also less awesome in some ways. It's less progressive than I thought it was going to be. Really? Yeah. Like, there are still... Like, so most of the research on sexting is super risk-focused and negative. Yes. Like, there are 5 billion studies linking sexting to some negative scary thing. Mm. Like, people who sext more don't use condoms. People oh. who sext more and, like, relating it to, like, sexual assault and, like, sexual violence. Okay. Or, like, all this negative stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. Obviously, like, we should have a well-rounded idea of sexting. But if lots of people are sexting, maybe there's a reason they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole other side that we're not even <laughs> yeah. looking at. Maybe it might be nice for people. <laughs> So I'm I'm just guessing that your thesis <laughs> is uh, shame free and pleasure based. That's <laughs> just a little guess. Just guessing. Yeah. 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 So I think when I talk to people too about like sexting research or what they think about sexting, yeah. most people go to sexual communication. Okay. I think, and there's really no research on how sexting is related to sexual communication. Which is mind-boggling to me. Interesting, because sexting is communicating. Mm-hmm. You're literally talking <laughs> to a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I'm, I have a little. I'm constrained a little bit in terms of my thesis. In terms that other people have collected the results, and I am now analyzing them and formulating them. <laughs> exactly. So it's not. I didn't get to come up with the I, the questions or anything like that. But I'm looking to see whether people who sext more frequently, whether they're kind of more verbal communicators, they talk about like sexual health and like STI status a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm finding that, yes. So you're, <laughs> are, would you say that you're kind of one of the first people to link communicating, sexual communicating mm-hmm. and sexting? Yeah. yeah. There's a really cool master student at Trent too, mm-hmm. um, Eric Bridal, who's doing stuff like this. Yeah. But yeah. So what kind of, when we're talking about uh, what you're researching specifically mm-hmm. for your thesis, um, what kind of questions were, are you dealing with then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so we're asking, do you communicate verbally or non-verbally with your partner? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, people who sexed are more likely to be verbally communicating with their partner about what they like, what they dislike. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how often are you disclosing STI status? Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, yeah, people who sext are more likely to disclose, which I think people, when they frame, like, 
STI status in terms of research is often very negative. Yes. But I'm like, nah, like communicating about STI status is an important part of like a sexual health conversation you should be having with your partners. Yeah. And like to me, um, I'm a person that plays with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So that's a very, you know, important question to ask and a very important answer to receive. Mm -hmm. And like that usually for me happens over over texting yeah for whatsapp or Mm -hmm. or whatever have you met some sort of messaging Mm -hmm. where you're like hey by the way i have beep bop boop uh (laughs) so you know just in general it means this if you have any more questions you know please hit me back um you know if this has changed our relationship status in any way Mm -hmm. understand sucks but understandable you know i hope that you are open enough to want to communicate about you know, with me on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, hopefully you'll text me <laughs> Late. <Yes. laughs> like, I love it. And technology, like, yeah, it can be such, like, lower stakes, and it can, it can be easier to, like, lay out that information when it can be, like, a vulnerable thing to, like, share with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and also for, like, what I find, it's good to kind of do it before. Yeah. You guys might be, like, getting down, mm-hmm. you know, because it might be difficult, as you're saying, in person, like, mm-hmm. if you're getting together, you know, and things are getting hot and heavy, mm-hmm. to, like, stop that and then have the conversation might be a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, say on texting, you can just, like, do it beforehand so they already know yeah. and you don't have to worry about disclosing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean... Not to be a big nerd, bring in sex research again. Oh, no, please do. But my, nerd, nerd, away. Um, my friend Shayna actually put out a study about how, like, when you're feeling turned on, how that impacts condom use. Yes. So, yeah, her research does say talk about condom use, talk about sexual health before you've met up and you're turned on. Yeah, because mm-hmm. people are, like, people are more lax. Yeah, your I'm motivation as... shift. <laughs> Your priorities are You're like, totally. hey, pants are coming off. That's the vibe. <laughs> like, not worrying about, like, maybe not wanting to get an SDI. Like, pregnancy, that's less less on your On your mind. mind than <laughs> yeah. getting boned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's, I, I would imagine that study would also be very valuable for yeah. people to hear. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I'm a polyamorous person. So, mm-hmm. like, the, this kind of communication is mm-hmm. like the of the highest priority for mm-hmm. me like making sure that everybody's safe and protected and mm-hmm. we're having real conversations about like you know everybody being risk aware mm-hmm. and like like that is like number one yeah. so yeah, very important stuff mm-hmm. that you're talking about. What else are you? What else are you doing on your thesis? Um, other questions that you're encountering and researching and processing. <laughs> the other part of it beyond communication is satisfaction. satisfaction. So, to people who sexed and sex more frequently, are they more sexually satisfied? Oh. Was their last sexual experience more pleasurable? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the answers yet. Yeah. So, but I'm getting them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you, what do you find, um, uh, I mean, tell me or don't tell me, mm-hmm. in your personal life, how sexting, has sexting positively impacted your life in a oh, yeah. pretty big way? Yeah. So much. Yeah. Yeah. I love sexting. Yeah. <laughs> You're a sexter? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, I think it can be a great, like, form of foreplay, also learning more about what your partner likes and doesn't like, and, like, testing the waters in terms of, like, compatibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. even in, yeah, as we're saying before, you know, if you're not the most forthcoming in person, Mm -hmm. it might be a bit of a lower pressure way to talk about stuff you like in bed, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff you don't like maybe, and like Mm -hmm. fantasies they're interested in. And even flirting, like just expressing attraction to the person. Exactly. In in person, you might be like all nervous, but over text, it's like a lot easier Mm -hmm. to be like, you sexy. (laughs) Like, you know, like... When can I see your bod? I love it. You know? Yeah. And I feel like maybe people don't consider that sexting, Mm -hmm. like the flirting part, but I'm like, do you? That's totally, I would say that that's totally sexting. Yeah. Just like sex is not just about penetrative sex, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a thing is a thing you agree with. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, sexting isn't just about you, like, essentially cyber-fucking mm-hmm. over your phone. <laughs> yeah. It's about all the conversation around it mm-hmm. before, after. Yeah. yeah. During, if you want to be actually fucking, but also on your phone, sexting each other. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that might be cute. 
cute. That might be a great porn video. Anyone can take it. I'm not gonna. Yes. I'm not gonna. Yeah, trademark that one. Once it's made. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Somebody Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic. So, and I mean another thing. Uh, with sexting, mm-hmm. uh, are you looking into any of the negative kind of uh, impacts of sexting at all in your thesis? Is that, or is that something you're purposefully like steering clear of? Um, I'm not looking at it. No. Um, yeah. 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 My only, and it's not that negative. Trust me. <laughs> um, my only thing with sexting that happens kind of on a regular mm-hmm. basis for me is like, so sexting is happening and it's like, I'm going to see the person like in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Ooh, let's create some fun energy. So fun, mm-hmm. sexy energy. And then by the time you see each other, it's like, God, like it's, you've had two hours since then. So like literally you could have had, you know, anything shitty happen to you in your day <laughs> and forgotten about the, mm-hmm. you know, and one of you is like, Ooh, I when, say- the, when they get there, we're going to do this and do that. And all these fun, sexy things we sexted about. And the other person is like, not there anymore, <laughs> mentally. No, my dog just shit on the floor. Yeah. I've had whole things, yeah. And I miss the fucking bus, and, like, you'll never believe that this person, like, you know, like, literally yeah. anything could have happened, mm-hmm. so it's like, the one person could be, like, in their lingerie, like, ready on the bed, and the other person comes in, they're like, oh, God, DTC! Like, and, like exactly. literally anything. Oh, man. Gosh darn it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> That's when you, that's when you sex, then this when you send this text on your way, being like, um, I'm gonna need to, like, restart this foreplay, I'm yeah. not, not quite there yet. That is a great, mm-hmm. yes, uh, for the person that's, like, <laughs> maybe not so in the mood anymore, like, mm-hmm. let them know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what is, what is going on with you mm-hmm. could be very valuable. I feel, like, yeah, like, expectations can, like, come out of sex, too, like, if yeah. you're in a vibe and it's like, we've talked about about these things is that a guarantee that that's going to happen in person and I think it can like be kind of nice to say explicitly like hey just because we chatted about these things like still check in with me about yeah everything that mm-hmm. is a great point yeah mm-hmm. definitely and like it's interesting because all of our you know a lot of our dating is happening via mm-hmm. dating profiles and apps and whatnot mm-hmm. so it's like because we're having this great sexting convo, does that necessarily translate into yeah. great chemistry when we're in person? Mm-hmm. You know, pro- you know, maybe yes, maybe no. Exactly. Like, so that's something you'll kind of need to still do, mm-hmm. like still figure out mm-hmm. once you're in person, right? Yeah. Like a I, lot of times you can't just like jump in, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. I try and do that every time. Like I meet somebody moving from dating app to in person. Yes. I'm like, hey, I've had a really fun time talking with you, but like just like a reminder that like chemistry might not vibe when we meet up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, that's really good advice. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds simple, but you don't want to like... It sucks if someone is like, yeah. Yeah, and it's done. and it's a stranger. So I mean, you want yeah. to look out for your own physical safety mm-hmm. and emotional and all that kind of stuff. Safety, mm-hmm. just to be like, hey, I know, you know, we we're talking about some pretty nasty shit, mm-hmm. you know, via the phone, our phones. <laughs> However, just you know, like you know, let's just pretend, essentially pretend mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Because yeah. it didn't. Yeah. We just talked about it. <laughs> like, we just essentially were masturbating while texting each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Potentially, yeah, you know. Yeah. Which doesn't, is not the same as being in a partnered IRL <laughs> scenario. Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to mention about your, your sexting thesis? <sighs> I think... Before we move on. <laughs> I think that's it. I'm also working on a project on self-compassion and mm. body appreciation Really? Yes. Tell me about that. So there's been like a bunch of research on mindfulness and sexuality and how like mindfulness can improve lots of areas of like arousal and sexual functioning. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're looking at like self-compassion, which is really like being kind to yourself and Mm -hmm. recognizing that like you have flaws and so does everybody. So you're, you're okay and a beautiful flawed human anyway. Yeah. I was going to fuck with you and be like, well, I don't, but I know what you mean. (laughs) Abstractly. I guess I can understand that. So Uh, hard for the mortals. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I'm the worst. Um, (laughs) no, (laughs) on another level of perfection. 
function. <laughs> really not. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. And what is what are you kind of figuring out via that this mm-hmm. research? Any anything coming to light for you? Yeah. So we're trying to see whether like having higher self compassion might be related to your relationship with your body, whether you're kind of more accepting of like your body's flaws and more appreciative, and whether that translates into sexual functioning too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your personal experience with that? That it does, or... Yeah, so I actually have a couple videos on my channel about, like, body positivity and body stuff. Because, yeah, I think if you're, like, in your head or you don't feel confident or you don't feel, like, sexy in your body, that can totally impact your, like, sexual experiences. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a super common thing Mm -hmm. amongst everybody, probably. Yeah. Like, everybody has one part of themselves that they're like, ooh, I just wish... Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I hope they don't see that. I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give them the, the angles. Yeah, exactly. The, the, nice, the positions that I know I look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look good in yeah. or hides this or whatever. And it can be yeah. awesome if you like don't have to do that. So yeah, yeah, I feel like people coming on my channel might be a little bit like confused, like why well, I share this video about body positivity. But to me, like you can't do all the work at like learning more about sex education without that body piece too. For so, sure. Oh, yeah. definitely. You're using your body body to have sex. <laughs> Most people. Yeah, unless you're sexting. Unless you're just sexting. It's a, it's a cyber relationship, <laughs> which is, I mean, you know, sure. Yeah. yeah. Long distance, mm-hmm. a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see uh, that you posted recently on your Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, you were asking people to, about sexting again, um, asking them what their guesses were as to um, mm-hmm. you know, who do you think sex more like mm-hmm. people that are in, uh, cohabitating mm-hmm. versus like long distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you mentioned like condom use. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that translates people that sex more use more condoms mm-hmm. or don't and have people guess? Mm-hmm. Did you have any kind of interesting results with that where some people thought or guessed one thing and mm-hmm. it was actually the opposite? There were, a lot of them were split, like, really close. 50-50 really? people guessing. Yeah. Yeah, like I did teens versus young adults. Yeah. And that was pretty close split. Young adults sexed more than teens. Young adults is, like, 18 to 29. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm an old adult, I guess. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're an old an adult. <laughs> um, but long distance versus close relationships, people were pretty on the nose about, yeah, long distance people sexting more often. That makes sense, because mm-hmm. that's, like, the the most the majority of like your sex life yeah. you know if you're really not together mm-hmm. very often at all like that's it yeah get on is does this include like getting on Skype and like should it I don't know am I'm... I completely altering the course of your thesis as we speak <laughs> I don't uh, know <laughs> right conceptualizing sexting is interesting though like yeah. does it include cyber sex does it include a video yeah there's some cool researchers at Ottawa yeah. who do research on like sex and technology that are kind of creating this a broad concept and I think it can be broad too yeah Yeah. because yeah that is that is what it is we are using Mm -hmm. technology to yeah we're bringing our sex lives into our technical world Mm -hmm. into our phones into our yeah yeah you've given me so much to think about (laughs) um all right so let's take a super quick break and then we'll come back uh we've got a bunch of more hot topics (laughs) Whatever. We have a bunch of topics uh, to talk about. Oh, they're going to be hot. <laughs> in the second half. Can't uh, So, yes. Uh, please listen to these lovely commercials from these lovely sponsors that I have. And then we'll be back uh, in the second half with Eva from What's My Body Doing? Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. 
Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Provocateur Images is the official boudoir photography studio of Bedpost. To receive 10% off your next studio session, use the coupon code BEDPOST. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T. For more information and to see the gorgeous shots that are possible at this studio, check out provocateurimages.ca or follow them at provocateur underscore images on Instagram. Welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm here with Eva from What's My Body Doing? Yeah! Hi! Uh, I have reheated my tea. Uh, I made Eva wave while I got the kettle going. It's good. Had very good chats about sex education in the show. Yeah! Oh gosh, yes. That show. Uh, I'm just uh, in love with it Mm -hmm. uh, now. Yeah. So good. good. Watch it. It's on Netflix, guys. Do it. Watch it. Do it. Um, Jillian Anderson is great in it. Right? Uh, She's terrible, but great. You know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you want to be on her side, but it's like, oh no, she's kind of a terrible human being too. What are you doing? No spoilers. But, yeah, um, I was gonna say everybody join the crush that I have on Maeve, um, and we can all just. <laughs> oh, I think that's yeah, that's one of these figures like Ruby from Orange Is the New Black. Like, Ooh. there's some just badass chick like that everybody like Shane from L Word. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a badass, like a hard femme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we're all just like drooling <laughs> over. Yeah, it is. That we're all, yeah, everybody, every, across all genders mm-hmm. <laughs> is crushing on this, this hard femme. Yeah. So, um, speaking about, uh, <laughs> uh, genders and, and sexuality and, uh, identity and orientation, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't help but notice that <laughs> through watching your YouTube videos that we identify both as bisexual gals. Yeah. Bisexuality. Love it. Tell me a bit about maybe your bisexual journey. Mm-hmm. How you first kind of realized that you were bisexual and how you chose to identify that way. Yeah. So I basically came out on YouTube. Like I came out like within a week of coming out to lots of important people to my life. I came out on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't use the word. But I didn't say I am bisexual. I wasn't even gonna title it coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super fresh. But um, yeah, and that was like about a year ago. Wow! Congratulations. <laughs> what was your coming out experience like? Yeah. Um. Positive. I hope. Yes. Yeah. I've told I've told the whole story on another podcast, but an abbreviated version. Mm-hmm. Give um, us the Coles notes. Yeah, <laughs> the Coles notes. Um, there's a girl. <laughs> there's a girl. This is there's a girl. Her name was Maeve. <laughs> <laughs> Maeve Wiley. Oh man, no. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, and I like, you know, we sexted for five months, and I didn't realize that that was a. <laughs> that was an indicator. That was an indicator. Uh. <laughs> God damn it! Hindsight, twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, and then she like came to Toronto, oh. and we spent some time together, oh. um, and as she was leaving, I was like, oh, these are, these are more these are than platonic, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, very, very sad that she's leaving, and all that stuff, and I was like, yeah, I think, pretty sure, pretty, pretty sure, sure I'm bi. not straight, yeah. <laughs> pretty sure I'm not straight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And how did you decide on bisexual versus the myriad of mm-hmm. labels that one can choose from nowadays? Yeah, I think a lot of... I like YouTube too, like YouTubers that I watched that kind of made me feel more like comfortable with the label bisexual mm-hmm. and like, yeah, and like sex bloggers too that use the label bisexual and I really like identified with their experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you just saw yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, because I feel like um, mm-hmm. if you identify as queer, people 
may often get the question, like a follow-up question, mm-hmm. like what does that mean? Or like, what does that mean for you? Mm-hmm. So bisexual people generally like have this preconceived notion of what it means in their heads, right? Mm-hmm. So I would like to ask you, what does your bisexuality look like? Mm-hmm. Ooh, man. Um, woman. Um, and woman. <laughs> and non-binary and people. everyone. Um, my bisexuality basically means that I'm attracted to multiple genders. Um, all the folks. Yeah, the last two people that I've dated have both been non-binary. So, like, that part is, like, important to me. When I see people erasing that in their definition of bisexuality, I'm like... Wait. Wait, no. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... As the year has, like, gone by, I feel like, I don't know, my behaviors and, like, my relationship with the label bisexual maybe has changed, Mm -hmm. but, yeah. I still like it in terms of, like, people do kind of have an idea of what bisexuality means, so you can kind of start that conversation and then talk to them a little bit more about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little more comfortable for people. Like, people have heard that. For yeah. that term mm-hmm. for a while like yeah. for a lot longer than they've heard queer mm-hmm. probably yeah or like pan or pan mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah um are you finding that have you ever had anybody kind of misunderstand what you mean by bisexual <laughs> or assume something oh, yeah. about it i mean yeah people close to me um still <laughs> i don't i don't want to like call anyone wrote, yeah exactly right he wrote but, so hard you know um but it's, it's still struggle with the idea of like the gender of my partner is my sexuality right so yes. now that i'm like mostly searching and dating non-binary people and women they're like oh you're a lesbian now and i'm like okay well <laughs> nope no, have, I... Have you seen Shawn Mendes recently? Because... Because <laughs> hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of misconceptions about bisexuality. I think that's one mm-hmm. that people um, are just kind of starting to realize and talk about. Mm-hmm. That just because I'm dating a man, I'm a bisexual gal dating a man. Mm-hmm. It, everybody sees you as straight. Yeah. Right? And... Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I had a performer at a bedpost show, and I specifically had, um, like, an all-queer lineup. So Mm -hmm. I asked them to do... They're they're bisexual, Mm -hmm. um, and I... It's for pride, so I specifically wanted, like, an all-queer lineup, people on the spectrum, like, Mm -hmm. whatever that means for you, like... Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, I'm dating a guy right now, so I'd rather not be a part of that show. Wow. If that's okay. Um, If you're going to kind of bill it that way. And I was like, oh, honey, though. Yeah, that internalized biphobia. Yeah. I was like, oh. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think the sad is something, like, 84% of bi people will be in relationships with people of different genders to them. Yeah. And, like... Yeah. Which is part of bisexuality. Which is, that is one of the genders is, that they are attracted exactly. to. Exactly, yeah. So, like, yeah, there are lots. There are, like, most bisexual people will be in relationships with different genders, and that doesn't mean that they're not bi anymore. It means that they are bi, because yeah. that is one of the things bi people like. Right? That, that, is, that is what I tell <laughs> the myself. The opposite gender! When I, when I get stressed about it, I'm like, no, like, that's, that's literally in the definition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, Yep. You are attracted to your own gender and also other genders. Look at me dating people of other genders. Like, look at a, a woman dating a man. Like, that's, that's Pretty that bi. is like half the definition of bi. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man. But it sucks, though. And also, like, the amount of bi people is the amount of gay men and lesbian women combined. Like, that is how many bi people there are. Yeah, really? And, yeah. Wow. Right? And, you and, for, and for it to be so underrepresented, mm-hmm. like, publicly, in yeah. the public eye. Exactly. And even in, like, queer organizations and, like, queer programming. Yeah. Their like, bi is kind of like, well, but not them. Exactly. Because <laughs> they're, not, they're not really queer. Or, exactly. You know. Yeah. You wouldn't think. Like, I'm sure if you ask people, like, do you think there are more bisexual women or, like, More gay, gay men. men. Oh, gay men. Exactly. I, I for sure would say gay men. Mm-hmm. Nope, not, same Not amount. only because we're currently in the gayborhood recording this, <laughs> and that's my bubble, but, mm-hmm. like, gay men get a lot of representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a lot of shows about them. They mm-hmm. have a lot of, you know, they're... And, I mean, there are also issues with just it 
uh, representation not being true to, you know, true gayness and real gay experiences, gay male experiences. But, I mean... In general, people know a lot, a shit ton more about gay men, Mm -hmm. see a lot more gay stuff going on than Mm -hmm. bisexual characters, premises, um, yeah. Exactly. And and people, like, uh, role models, like, in real life, Mm -hmm. actual bi people talking about being bi. So few. Oh, and all the... What's wrong, Eva? Just incensed. Can I got your tongue? Uh, Um, You can just see steam coming out of your ears. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot, too, with, like, publicly, like, bi women or queer women. There's a lot of, like, erasure of the label. It's just, like, they're fluid. Or, like, they just, like, date lots of different people. And I'm like, no, no. Like, they've said that they're bi publicly. But just not said that word. Exactly. Or, like, maybe they have and, like, people, like, deliberately, like... Erase crop that. it out. And I'm like... Literal bi-erasure. They're <laughs> so like, I will literally crop out this portion mm-hmm. of the interview, <laughs> but mm-hmm. leave the rest. Yeah. Because some for some reason it's okay to be kind of fluid and... Yeah. But the word bisexual is mm-hmm. like not valid mm-hmm. or yeah. scary or bad or like why, why are people not wanting to use that word? <sighs> I think, I don't know, I think it's a lot of, like, sexualization of bi women, too, that, yeah. like, women being attracted to women is okay it's if hot. it's, like, for the male gaze and, like, this, like, fluid, mysterious thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much excitement about, like, straight women who... Kiss girls. Exactly. That's so exciting. But the amount of, like, hype around actresses that have come out as bi is, like, nowhere near right. that amount. Yeah. Unless it's... It's, you're saying, again, seeing it through male lens. So unless mm-hmm. it's hot to guys, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, yeah. it's not being represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, bisexuality and, like, female bisexuality is pretty powerful, I think, to to be, like, I, like, I, that I think that being in a relationship with women or non-binary people is, like, just as valid as being in a relationship with a man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that kind of shifts things around I don't know and like making that choice too or like dating a woman or a non-binary person yeah yeah I don't know if that makes any sense no it does because I mean men run the fucking world yeah so to it it's very um very controversial to suggest that mm-hmm. a woman a relationship with a woman or a non-binary person is just as valid mm-hmm. um to you know to a person as a relationship with the guy like yeah. how dare you yeah not have a penis in your relationship <laughs> what do you mean that that sex is <laughs> uh just as good or better <laughs> yeah well better because i also saw a current youtube video of yours that you released about a month ago mm-hmm. <laughs> how often people are having some orgasms of straight relationships versus... Data shows. (laughs) Yeah, the data, the science shows. Tell tell me about that a little bit, because that is very, that is very eye-opening. Oh, I love it so much. This orgasm gap. Dr. Karen Blair, um, Mm -hmm. badass researcher lady, go read everything she's ever written. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so relationships with, so this is just data on cisgender women in relationships with other cisgender women, which gets, removes other bisexual and, like, queer options here. But, yeah, the research on those types of relationships, Mm -hmm. sex sessions are longer, Mm -hmm. um, more likely to have multiple orgasms, Mm -hmm. more likely to be doing a greater variety of sex acts, which has been linked to higher rates of orgasms in cisgender women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because PIV sex isn't necessarily doing it for us. Nope. (laughs) Sorry, it's nice, but also... Yeah. How many, what's the science, what is the actual science on how many, how many people have, how many cis females Mm -hmm. have orgasms via PIV, PIV sex only? I feel like I should double check this, but I think, hmm, I think it's 4% if it's (gasps) just PIV without other clitoral stimulation. Yeah, any stimulation. And Mm -hmm. then obviously, you know, it goes up. Add clitoral. It goes up a bit. Yeah. But there's still a huge Mm -hmm. portion of cis females that are. Not having any orgasm Mm -hmm. uh, via PIV sex, whether they're touching themselves or they've got a toy on themselves or Mm -hmm. the male is touching them or not. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. I'm one of those people, for sure. Right? I've never had an orgasm during PIV sex, no matter what else is happening in the room. Never. 
I, I just don't have, yeah. I don't easily orgasm with something inside, like, vaginally. Yeah. I just don't. And that's like, yes, you're in the majority. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mm-hmm. don't. It's happened, like, honestly, maybe, like, 20 <laughs> times in my 36 years. Yeah. Like, so, a handful of times it's mm-hmm. happened with, like, an insanely strong vibrator right? or, like, some other power The stars aligned. And yeah, like, like mm-hmm. it was just my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, like, yeah, if I'm just having regular old <laughs> sex, there, it's, like, absolutely not. In my mind, I'm like, mm-hmm. let's please do other things. If, I, if I'm looking to have mm-hmm. an orgasm, not that right? the orgasm is always what you need to have mm-hmm. during a sexual encounter. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm looking to orgasm, that is not the act that <laughs> I'm going to do. Right? Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I love PIV sex mm-hmm. for a lot of other reasons. However, mm-hmm. yeah, when we're talking about orgasms, no. Not the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Not the vibe I'm looking for. <laughs> a vibe is the vibe I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... <laughs> I don't, I don't know whether I've, right, yeah, I was just gonna say, I don't know whether my partners are surprised, but in most of my sexual encounters, I'm like, hello, here is my Weave Live Tango. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be joining us this evening. Yeah, meet Tango. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's just, like, an automatic thing. Yeah, if I'm gonna have an orgasm, like, we're gonna need to expand beyond, like, penetration if that's gonna be happening. Yeah, expand our idea of what sex means. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm just venturing a guess that you like sex toys and think they're great? <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sex toys changed my dang life. Yes, did mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. In what I'm, way? Have my me. first orgasm. Um, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're clutching your pearls right now. <laughs> tender, tender memories. Um, yeah, first orgasm ever, like, with a toy, and awesome. that, like, opened my, yeah, horizon to, like, improving sex with myself, and mm-hmm. also, like, sex with other people. Mm-hmm. So you're, mm-hmm. you're a fan of bringing toys into a couple's or moresome's mm-hmm. scenario? Yeah, I'm like that, that Ariel meme, when Ariel has, like... She's got gadgets and gizmos yeah, plenty. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I've only, like, recently started talking about toys on the YouTube channel. Yeah? And I, like, realized, I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't done this. Maybe you should, maybe you should do this. Yeah, because, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I believe you have a video about bringing toys into couple scenarios. Yeah. yeah, and that is one of my three videos that is age-restricted. Yes, I did see that, too. I was like, ooh, I gotta sign in for this. <laughs> Which, uh, makes me real mad, because I think, like, in terms of queer sex, too, a lot of queer sex, like, involves toys. And I think, yeah, toys also have, like, this huge power of giving, like, people with vulvas and, like, women access to pleasure. So for YouTube to be like, no, no, that's, like, more explicit than all your other videos. About, yeah, like, I'm literally like, talking about, okay, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> um, so in what ways uh, can we bring toys into our partnered sex. Yeah. Um, as I already mentioned, we have Tango. Yep. Uh, like small Buy vibe. it. It's $100, guys. It will change your life. <laughs> they're, they're also other. It also, less expensive. It also lasts like a year and a half. So, you know. Dang. You can... Is mine still kicking? What? Um... I've been through three in like five years. Dang. So, and I mean, there's a warranty and now they have a two-year warranty. Um, mm. which is good because mm-hmm. usually, honestly, they don't make it to two years, but it's that good, but that you will keep buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they don't last super long. So you can, you know, try other options too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that tango, you, it's the, it's the strongest, most rumbly bullet vibe mm-hmm. on the market. Yeah. And it has been for years. Yeah. But yeah, like vol- bullet vibes I think are awesome for like if you're doing penetration or yeah, like fingering small. or anything. Yeah. You so can just hold it. And yeah. Like, and it's not like a huge thing that's in between your two bodies mm-hmm. or that you're banging up against yeah. while you're trying to do PIV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some sort of bullet situation. It's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> for people who like, yeah, people who do have sex with people with penises, I'm like, Y'all can have penetration in other ways. Like, hands and toys are, like, way more, like, accurate in terms of hitting, like, a G-spot or an A-spot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and you can go for longer. Mm-hmm. You can, like, kind of customize your experience in terms of, like, what type of penetration you want. Um, yeah. I think people, yeah. 
I'm trying to straight relationships. Like yes. there's this like ideal of having like mutual pleasure and like the exact amount of same amount of pleasure at the same time, which yeah. is orgasming at the same time. Yeah, that's, that like that's like this, mm-hmm. yeah, unattainable like pinnacle of pleasure. Yeah. Yes. yeah, when like there's nothing wrong with taking turns. Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> Wait your goddamn turn, okay? Like, fucking... <laughs> like, it can be so hot to be, like, focusing all your attention on, like, one person and having them have an awesome time and then, like, exploring that with another partner. Oh, my God. I just thought of another hilarious part of sex education where he, she's... Be, the girl is with a new partner mm-hmm. and he's like, what do you like? And she's like, what do you mean? What do I like? She's like, I don't like... I'm... I'm. He's like, it just seems, like, performative. Yeah. Like, I want to... I want you to actually be enjoying it. She's like... I'm sorry. What? No. <laughs> Nobody's I don't know. ever asked me Nobody's that. Nobody's ever literally ever asked me that. So she goes home and masturbates like for the first time, mm-hmm. and then and then the next time she gets together, she's like, okay, so you have to use your thumb, and you got to do it in a clock a little bit, and you got to go not too hard, but like a little hard, and then like exactly when I tell you, and then also this and this and this and this and this, and he's like, yes, great. <laughs> That's literally like my favorite scene from Sex Education. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Her going home and just <laughs> wanking, as they say, yeah. um, having a wank <laughs> just for <laughs> like. Lots of biscuits. (laughs) Lots of biscuits. Goals. My Friday night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And she's just like, I love how she's just like high on her own, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) power. Right? (laughs) She's so relaxed. Mm -hmm. The next morning, she's just like floating down the hallway. I love it. I know exactly what I want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what were we even talking about? Okay, what's another <laughs> what's another type of a toy that would make sense to bring into couple sex? Ooh, um, okay, so I talked about, like, using dildos and stuff. Yes. Oof, I'm trying to think. Because literally with dildos, like, as you were kind of bringing up, it's mm-hmm. like, a penis is a the shape of a penis, always. Yep. That's the girth you get, that's the length you get, mm-hmm. and that whatever hardness it is, mm-hmm. that is what you get. So yeah. it's like, okay, great, if I like that, but, mm-hmm. like, with a dildo, you can literally any have it be any shape, any material, <laughs> any mm-hmm. curvature, you know, mm-hmm. any, like, malleability, pliability, mm-hmm. like, how firm it is. Like, you, it can be made of glass. It can exactly. be made of wood. Steel. <laughs> silicone, mm-hmm. you know, don't use jelly rubber if you're going to put a condom on it. Mm-hmm. But even then, I've heard, okay, this is mm-hmm. a new thing I've heard, mm-hmm. that yes, um, condoms can protect, will protect against, like, certain STIs and whatnot, mm-hmm. but they will not, there are, um, if you're using, say, a jelly rubber toy, mm-hmm. cr- correct me on exactly the words that I'm using, by all means, mm-hmm. but, like, the toxicity that is in a jelly uh, dildo those whatever particles it Mm -hmm. has that can potentially be harmful to you can get through a condom so even if you're putting a condom on a jelly dildo that's not it's not enough yeah yeah gosh darn it gosh fucking darn it (laughs) just stop making jelly dildos right yeah i worked in a sex toy retail for a long time so like Mm -hmm. they are i understand that everybody needs a low price point dildo Mm -hmm cool but there are pure silicone ones Mm -hmm. that exist that are at a low price point and i understand that like with sex work and whatnot they're ideal because you literally want something that's like ten dollars because you are throwing it out Mm -hmm. um after using it right you're Mm -hmm. not like making an investment in your pleasure it's like a work thing that you need for this for this gig and Mm -hmm. you're throwing it out yeah so oh god but like yeah i think (laughs) it's true it's like kind of irresponsible in some ways that like you're creating product that you know is like dangerous for the people oh for sure it It literally is a dildo and it's you know it's not for internal use Mm -hmm. and i mean we could talk another hour on what you know on sex toy regulation and um you know nobody Mm -hmm. monitoring our safety in that regard but like yeah so anyways okay so dildos (laughs) so the wee vibe tango specifically um (laughs) bullet vibrators (laughs) so bullet vibrators dildos what else what else can we do as a couple (laughs) wand vibrators are (laughs) 
<laughs> wand vibrators are also awesome. Aren't they, though? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like there's some kind of drama with wand vibrators. <laughs> Why? Because it's so intense? Yeah. So it's like, wow! <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it is like a like a magic wand that you it's, are... It is magic. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, some sorcery involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, like, I don't own a wand, but mm-hmm. I that is purposefully mm-hmm. because I like to, like you're saying, have this, like super exciting, dramatic, cool, new Mm -hmm. thing that I don't get very often. Like, so I use a wand with, like, partners Mm -hmm. with a condom on it because the plug-in has a vinyl head. Um, But uh, as we already said, though, that may not be protecting me, but, you know, I'm not using it internally and I take shower after, so. Mm -hmm. Harm reduction. So maybe. Harm reduction. Mm -hmm. Um, However, uh, yeah, so it's like a special treat. I like that. For me, Mm because I don't actually own one. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also always think about buying one and that I want one. But right? I yeah, I don't have a wand either, but that is because of a price. <laughs> yes. Barriers. I mean, it's also a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um talking about <laughs> the Weave Dango and the Magic Wand uh retru- or um mm-hmm. plug in. It's hundred bucks, so you know, do you have a hundred bucks or not? Dang. Uh to it, invest. Buy me. <laughs> yes, please. Um can I bring up the Patreon one more time real quick? Um, and uh, <laughs> I also have a Patreon. <laughs> there's not a there's not a section for buy Eva a magic buy, one rechargeable. Oh, but there but should be. There, should be. there perhaps will DM be. Me. Yeah. Um, yes, but wands are mm-hmm. super fun. Yeah. Those crazy ass wands. Yeah. Can... And people don't think that like you can use it on penises too. Oh. Yeah. I've had partners be like, oh. what? And yeah. you're like, yo, you can also yeah, people with penises, you can use sex toys. Yeah. They're for anybody. Specifically anybody. you can use vibrators. Yeah. Vibration feels really good on a it's penis. It's true. Yeah. Try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recommendation from the Bedpost podcast. Try it. <laughs> Do it. And there are like heads and stuff that are specifically like for pieces, but yeah. yeah. But you don't even need that. No, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> Just put it up against the frenulum. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and honestly, like if you've never felt that before, you will be your mind will right? be internally combusting. Yeah. So while good. while it's happening. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are you a fan of these toys that are, like, made for couples? Like, these, you know, the C-shaped mm-hmm. Wee Vibe couples, couples toy, and, like, others like it? Yeah. Are you a fan of those? I feel like I have a little bit of beef with those. Yeah. Because when I was, like, having lots of partner sex and not orgasming, I'm like, this is this the This will thing. change my life. Yeah, this is what's gonna Do help it. me orgasm, change my relationship, and all that stuff. And it's like... They're selling the fantasy. They are. They're selling the fantasy. They're selling that you don't need to bust your partner's ego. They're selling that you don't need to widen your perspective of mm-hmm. sex. And I'm like, I don't know how well they They're stay selling in. a fix. Exactly. A fix that exactly. women don't come from PIV sex. Mm-hmm. So they're selling the solution. You're broken. So let's sell you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. And I think they can be super helpful for lots of people. And yeah, I'm really... I have somebody who loves it and mm-hmm. actually doesn't even use it for partner sex. That That's cool. their main vibrator they nice. use on themselves cool. when they're self-pleasuring. Mm-hmm. But most people are like, eh. Because mm-hmm. you have to, I don't know how well it sticks in place. You it have doesn't. To kind of. And, and as we know, you know, the distance from my clitoris to, you know, Mm -hmm. my this, and then from this to my G spot Mm -hmm. is different from yours, infinitely different. So it's like taking a bit of a gamble, whether it's going to hit you in this spot and also this spot and also this spot. Exactly. Yeah. You can't make a one size fits all for that type of situation. And they've got an adjustable one, specifically talking Mm -hmm. again about Wevi, but... It's not adjusting, like, the length of this and that. It's, like, slight adjustment on the angle. And it's, like, that's... Okay. Well, again, that's, mm-hmm. like, something that they're, like, look, it's adjustable. And it's not. Yeah. Really. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, I love WeVibe toys. I do. Mm-hmm. Like, the Tango. Yeah. Well, you can put it in my coffin with me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'll have to probably go through, like, eight more before then. Um, but... <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're Canadian company, which is nice, you know, like whatever. They yeah. still are made in China, though. Hmm. But they, yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh. But yeah, like a bullet vibe will do very similar things to what you want those kinds of toys to do. Yeah. And you have so much more control over where it's 
getting like stimulation on your body. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they're selling this like hands-free experience with that mm-hmm. C yeah. C shape vibe mm-hmm. that it's like no, you what do you do when you use a bullet vibrator? You're usually cut like you're moving it mm-hmm. a bit or you're, you know, like yeah. you're adjusting it yeah. like, and that doesn't really, so, so yeah, it's supposed to be this hands-free experience, but you're also trying to like be moving it. So it's actually hitting the right spot. Cause it's yeah. not <laughs> newsflash. It's probably not. It's, and also like during the course of a sexual experience, I feel like your sensitivity can change where you want that like sensation to be hitting can change. So you still kind of have to adjust be playing things. with it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell the same people, tell the same people, I tell people the same thing when they want to buy, like, a, um, a rabbit mm-hmm. or a dual vibe. Yeah. I'm like, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Do you mm-hmm. know that is your exact length that you want inside and angle and then also the outside? Yeah. It, the, it's going to hit you exactly here and also exactly here. Like, if you don't know that about yourself mm-hmm. and newsflash, none of us do. I'm trying to uh, think, is there a way to measure Is there a internally? way to know that other than you've magically chosen one that does fit you, which, mm-hmm. congratulations, buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> um, and then always bring that vibe uh everywhere (laughs) to make sure that you're like buying that exact same shape and size and whatnot because they're not one size fits Mm -hmm. all not even a little bit and that's another thing where they're selling the fantasy yeah addict the uh, addicted to your rabbit sex in the city Mm -hmm. fantasy and that's also too about like penetration like you gotta have yeah i always tell people if they go for that um i don't work in a sex store anymore but when i did i was Mm -hmm. like here's the thing, just use your dildo and use a bullet vibrator. And they're like, oh, but that's, you know, too much. And I'm like, is it? (laughs) Is it too much? Or is this $250? (laughs) Yeah. Just use the dildo you have at home or buy a new vibrating dildo and then just use the bullet on the outside. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's not the same fantasy as the vibra- as the rabbit. No, so on the... Uh... <laughs> Gosh darn it. So yeah, so like the, the couple's toy yes. video I have, yeah, I do all of I do all of the like couple's things at the end. Yeah. Like, I know y'all came here for me to sell you this thing, but <laughs> that's gonna not gonna happen. It. Ain't gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are um, toys that they don't market as couple's toys that I always tell people about. I'm like, Ooh. get a vibrating cock ring. Yeah. I'm like, even though those, you know, they're still problematic in a couple ways but it's mm-hmm. like that's the thing you can use together mm-hmm. and like that doesn't say couples toy on the box mm-hmm. but like he has the ring on it as a vibrator on and you're having piv6 with it or anal sex or whatever exactly. um and you're getting vibration he's getting vibration and you're wearing like that's mm-hmm. and, and those come really cheap right you can get a vibrating cock ring for you know a silicone one you can get for like 30 bucks versus yes. like upwards of a hundred dollars yeah or a, a few or hundred a for that toy. for that couple's toy, a mm-hmm. uh, three hundred dollar Weavibe C shape toy. Dang. There's also like the little f- fleshlights um, that are like open on the one end, so it's like a really shorty fleshlight, Ooh. and it's open. Um, it's called the mm, might be called the One Shot. Um, I'm sure a lot of companies make something similar, but mm-hmm. that's a great fun little toy because oh, cool. you can be do- performing oral. Uh, mm. while using that because mm-hmm. it's a really shorty flashlight cool. so you can be jerking with that and mm. then doing other manual stimulation to the other part of the penis that's mm-hmm. uh, available and that's open so like whether that. that be oral or manual yeah. or whatever I feel like that takes the pressure off of like deep throating too if that's like not your yeah, jam you can just do the tip <laughs> and the flashlight can be doing all the other stuff yeah. and that's a fun toy you're doing together yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, I love the I love the sass. <laughs> That's guys. Guys, hello. Also. also, you could just put any toy in a couple scenario. Literally, bring any toy mm-hmm. and be like, "This is the toy we're using today." True. Mutual masturbation. Like <sighs> y'all can both use toys. One of you can use toys. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. like you can take turns. <laughs> Relax, you'll get your turn. Can I? Dang, I just feel like I need a t shirt that says, like, you could take turns. (laughs) You could take turns. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, we should be wrapping up here, Eva, Uh, but because I've blabbed so much at the end, why don't you um, tell me um, perhaps some. This is a very general question. Mm -hmm. Take whatever you want out of it. Okay. If there are any. Is there, if there is any advice that you could give people as for 
enhancing their sex lives mm-hmm. or changing their perspective mm-hmm. or anything like that. Do you have some quotable totable, something we can put on a tote bag uh, <laughs> that will just kind of uh, change people's perspectives, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Dang. Somebody asked me a little bit this little bit ago. I feel like my two main takeaways. See, they're not they're not super sexy, mm-hmm. but, but. <laughs> there it is. Like to explore your sexual relationship with yourself. Yeah, definitely. So you learn more about what you like than that. Yeah, you can. It's... Oh, I don't know. Tell the another person about it. <laughs> and also, your <laughs> sex relationship, your sex life with yourself, is like a valid sex life. Yeah, yeah. Put the time and energy into it because mm-hmm. it's hella important too. Yeah. Yeah. And is not only not is not only there to you mm-hmm. know enhance your couples or more some scenario. Exactly, it's important as is. Yeah, it can be filling, fulfilling, Very. and sexy, and yeah, yeah. It can just enhance your life. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you able to tell people where they can watch your YouTube shows and Yay. follow you on all the platforms mm-hmm. necessary? Yes. Um. Yeah, so my YouTube channel is What's My Body Doing? Mm-hmm. You can find me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Instagram at What's My Body Doing? And on Twitter under What's My Body Doing? Doing. <laughs> That's a G because it didn't fit. <laughs> so it's very like Joey from Body Doing. <laughs> yeah. Yo. <laughs> Love it. Dang. Ooh, I also, quick promo for yes, please. Summit coming soon. Yes. Yeah, so if you at all care about kids getting comprehensive sex ed and are a little bit mad at Doug Ford, then you probably want to maybe follow me on Instagram and Twitter for a project coming in mm-hmm. the next month or so. Ah! <laughs> Exciting. Yes. Very awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so bedpostly stuff. Uh, if you are a Toronto or GTA resident and want to come see the stage show that we do yeah. here, uh, it is the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Social Capital Theatre. Um, again, I'm going to toot my Patreon, patreon.com slash thebedpostshow. You mentioned you had a Patreon. Yes, I do. A Patreon? What's my body doing? Patreon.com slash what's my body doing? Uh, give us both money. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, my Instagram is the bedpost show. Um, on Facebook, I'm bedpost erotica. I also have bedpost.ca. Um, and you can email me at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. Uh, if you are interested in my pro doming stuff on Twitter, I'm at the lady pim one. And on Instagram, I'm also the lady pim one. Um, and, uh, you can go to the ritualchamber.ca slash lady dash pim, uh, for the direct booking link. So, uh, one last thing, if you are listening to the podcast and you obviously are, I don't know why I phrase it like that every single episode, <laughs> uh, you are hearing original music by Stephanie Copeland, my good friend. So if you want to check out all her amazing stuff, you can go to stephcopelandmusic.com. Uh, lastly, one huge thank you to my guest, Eva, from What's My Body Doing? <laughs> thank you, Eva. Thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. And thank you to everybody who's uh, listening. So we will see you next week with another fantastic guest. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 